Hey, everybody, it's Scott Bischoff, Comedy for Detroit Lions podcast. Today, we're going to talk about things that I'm hearing, uh, not rumors, just stuff, uh, and how the potential, uh, the, the draft could look, the top, say, 10 to 12 picks, um, just connecting the dots with some things, and, and there are some things that I'm hearing. Uh, so stay tuned right there. Uh, it's coming to you after the break. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. First things first, it's a week out. So we have uh, seven and a half total days. Everybody should be very excited about this, uh, the first round. Second round, all that stuff. It's going to be a very uh, exciting time to be a Lions fan. Um, so I'm going to try to make this as concise as possible without being, uh, you know, overly verbose with what I'm saying. So Carolina, uh, lock it up. The first pick in this draft is Bryce Young. Um, we'll get to some of the, not rumory stuff, but some of the stuff that I'm hearing at the end of this. So just hang in there. Uh, at pick two, uh, pick two is one of the, it's a linchpin for the entire thing. Like nobody really knows at this point exactly what Houston's going to do. Could they pass on taking a quarterback? Yeah, I think it's very uh, likely that they do. Um, I think at this point with how it's being connected, um, with Stroud being a David Mulugeta, uh client and... Uh, just you know how things are. I think the quarterback that I would I would tie to Houston, if they do take one or two, if they did, if they just settle in and and you know they've they've made up you know the greatest smoke screen since Brad Holmes last year. Um, I would say that it would be Will Levis, which I know is going to cause people to bristle at it. But um, so to me, it, it makes more sense that it's either edge player. I think that. Uh, you could you you know you can you could kind of give a bone to a new head coach and giving him uh, power defensive end Tyree Wilson um, gives him gives him your uh, your Nick Bosa type guy. Um, I think Will Anderson could be in play there too. Uh, I'm not going to get into any of what I think about any of this stuff because it's not relevant. Um, so that's kind of what's happening at two at pick three. Um, I think the conventional logic there is that there's if they if they're stuck and they can't trade out, which I know they're trying to do, it is likely an edge player. Um, whoever, if Houston stays at two, it takes an edge. Whoever the other one, it's either Tyree Wilson or Will Anderson. But I do think that we need to talk about potential trade. Um, sounds like the trade market is drying up a touch for for some of these quarterbacks, right? Like. The Stroud trade market was once, um, you know, you heard a couple of weeks ago that Tennessee was really trying to come up to three for Stroud, has stuff like that. I'm not sure if that's, you know, at this point, it's just interesting. Um, it's an interesting thought process about some of these quarterbacks falling in this class. So uh, the other the other thing that could happen that we need to be absolutely paying attention to is Peter Skaronsky going uh, in the top five. I've heard that a lot that he will be a top five player in this class. And I know that he's got short arms and all that stuff, but um, I think in the end, it's not, 
a a premier class of players, and Skaronsky is a very known. You know what you're getting with him. I think there's there's a desire to play him as a tackle, and that's fine. Uh, I think he could he could he could play very well inside and be a very safe, boring pick. But it's something that could happen. Um, Indy, I think Indy, you can pencil pen whatever uh, Anthony Richardson in at that pick. I think that makes some sense for what both what you hear and how. You know, with Shane Steichen and all that. I think that's just kind of where that is. All right, so now we're on to Seattle. I know we're moving fast. Um, Seattle pick five. This is also this is another point in the draft that will change the outcome of everything go after. Uh, this is a place where you could see Seattle doing a, a bunch of things. Um, I think trading out is what they would love to do. But Peter Skaronsky there makes a lot of sense. Skaronsky makes sense for a bunch of teams in this range for this specific reason. If you don't need him to play tackle, he's going to play at a very, very high level as a guard for you. And in a class where there's some questions about some off-the-field stuff with a player like Jalen Carter and possibly both the edges being gone, you know, I know they took Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas, so you've got your tackles fixed. Um, you throw Skaronsky in there and he plays at a high level as a guard for you. Your offensive line is set for a very long time. Uh, everything else coming after that is good stuff. Like, you know, if your offensive line is good, it gives you it gives the offense huge advantages. So Skaronsky to me makes sense there, even though it's the same thing. It's a bit of a boring pick. Uh, but with those tackles, I think it makes some sense. Um, I think you, you know, obviously you're looking. You know, at at one point there was discussion about Philly coming up for a for a player like Jalen Carter. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure exactly where that situation is with with Philly and Jalen Carter and potentially even their own O line stuff that they have going on. But I think you know again trade uh, a a player like Skaronsky is a, a real interesting fit. And then a, as a wild card, Nolan Smith. Um, the edge player from Georgia, I think, is an interesting fit here. I know it's early, but it's something that that Seattle Seattle will do different things, and they value different things differently than other teams. So, you know, something to think about. Um, I don't know that, you know, at one point we were talking about this being a, a trade-up spot for quarterbacks, and it just sounds like that whole thing has dried up a touch. Uh, Detroit, it's looking like it's going to be Devin Witherspoon. Um, I mean, if you really want Tyree Wilson here, uh, or Will Anderson, if you're a fan of his game here, you real you need Will Levis to be going uh, at two, and it, and then some other things have to shake out for that to happen. Otherwise, it looks like it's just going to be one of those. Well, we've just kind of settled in on on what fell to us, and we value what a player like Devin Witherspoon brings. Uh, could they do other things? Sure, I, they they could. It just Again, this is this is trying to be quick and uh, just stuff I'm hearing and connecting the dots on some stuff. Um, at seven, I think it's it's off. It's likely offensive line. I could see a player like Paris Johnson being in play here. Uh, I keep hearing that Skaronsky's going top five, so you know it's hard to then it's hard to then come out here and tell you that Skaronsky would go seven. But you know, uh, who knows? But I think it's O line. It's Paris Johnson or Skaronsky or. There's a possibility that they could just sit and take a quarterback, um, like C.J. Stroud, who who just falls to them in this scenario. Um, I don't know how likely that is, but that I mean, you know, we need to be present to that possibility. 
Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta's a player for, uh, you know, an edge. I think Nolan Smith makes some sense for them. But I, but I do think that that's a point where if Philadelphia wants to do anything offensive line driven or potentially with Jalen Carter, they may have to jump in front of Chicago at pick nine. Um, you know, so I think Nolan Smith fits there for Atlanta if they stay, but I do, but I do think um, Christian Gonzalez fits there for sure too. Um, and I know that I, I've kind of looked past him a touch uh, with what, but we're in a range where Gonzalez needs to be considered for all these teams. Um, but I think Philly jumping up to eight makes some sense uh, to get whatever's left of the offensive line if it's Darnell right? Because I think there's a there's three premium offensive linemen, premium-ish offensive linemen in the in this draft, and if you need to. If you need one of them, you probably have to jump in front of pick nine for that. So Philly Philly could come to eight potentially for Jalen Carter or offensive line. Maybe a player like Darnell Wright. He would make some sense for where they are. Um, again, we're just connecting dots and speculating on uh, hearing that the offensive linemen are going to go a lot sooner because a lot of the prospects in this class are not viewed as highly as you, know, uh, you would want. So you want safety with these picks. Um, I think that the eight, nine range is a sweet spot for, for a potential trade. Um, there's a bunch of teams. I think that would not a bunch. There's te- there are teams that'll come up. Uh, if they feel like a quarterback is falling, that shouldn't be like uh, Minnesota. Um, this feels like a range where they could, they could reach to um, Tampa Bay, I think is another team that might, you know, I mean, Tampa, Tampa needs a right tackle. I think they're moving Tristan Wirfs to play left tackle. Darnell Wright would look really good in that offense. I mean, it's just an interesting thought process. Um, so Atlanta and Chicago, possible trade-out options. Chicago, I think um, I think you're looking at taking Jalen Carter, taking Darnell Wright or Paris Johnson, or potentially even taking Lucas Van Ness. That seems to be where where people are, with, where, Van, where Van Ness is. Um so that's Chicago. Again, I could see Chicago f- moving a little bit. Um, Pittsburgh and Tampa make some sense in, in that regard. So Philly, we've talked about Philly coming up to trade. Uh, to, uh, Philly coming up in a trade to pick eight with Atlanta. If they don't and they're stuck there, I think you're looking at a player like, um, I mean, Broderick Jones is really potentially what's left as as an offensive tackle. And I don't know that they would do that. So I think it in that in that situation you're looking at Jalen Carter, um, Christian Gonzalez. I think fits for for what they do, and Darnell Wright. I, I you know I just I think that's a player that they would covet. Lucas Van Ness is a player I'd look at there too. Um, it seems to be a weird a weird collection of players for them at ten, which which kind of tells me, or at least it informs the concept that maybe jumping up a few spots. And it not costing you very much at all makes some sense to get a player that you covet. Uh, Tennessee, I, I included the top 12 just because Tennessee has been talked about it as far as coming up for a player like C.J. Stroud as much as a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, are they a team that's going to sit and just find value falling to that possibly? Um, you know, I think that they would be in on the offensive tackle stuff too. But it's just a matter of, you know, what What does their board look like? And are they just, do they sit and just take value that's on their board? And then the last 
the last um the last pick I want to talk about is Houston at 12. This to me feels like uh, you know we mentioned it I've mentioned it uh, um before Houston potentially moving up but it, it almost it, they may not have to, right? So uh, I know I talked about Levis going at two to them or either edge. Um, it's still a situation where if Levis is there, that feels like it's it works. Uh, I think wide receiver here is a very interesting place. Um, the other discussion is around Trey Lance, and you know, is this uh is this is this something that they do in the draft? Avoid taking quarterback altogether because they're in on a player like Trey Lance, and that's a, that's something that would have to happen after the draft. Um, there's time for for a, a trade like that to happen. Um, it's a thing. I mean, you you have you have San Francisco Bobby Slowinski from uh, the offensive coordinator that was in San Francisco, and you have you have San Francisco people in Houston now. So, I mean, it's a, it's a thing. Uh, you know, if Lance if the Lance is a player they like, I could see them, I could see them taking edge at two, wide receiver at twelve, and just kind of you know resetting everything with a player like a young Trey Lance, but. Um, the other possibility is them just staying put and finding value that falls to them. So a couple of things I'm hearing. Um, I know Brad Holmes was out today talking about how Jalen Carter did a nice job in their visit and all that stuff. It just, it feels like there's so much off the field with him that, I, you know, I don't know at, that, at this point with him. And I know this is all speculative stuff, but uh, I would look just two things. I would look at New England potentially being involved with the, with the Will Levis stuff. Um, that feels like a fit to me. I'm not saying that there's there's really any you know uh, idea where they would have to go, but they're at 14, and I feel like if the Mac Jones stuff is a problem for for Belichick, then you know Levis could be a thing, and it wouldn't it wouldn't really cost them much to come to say 11 if it if it's uh, Tennessee and these three offensive linemen are gone, and maybe Tennessee likes Broderick Jones, but they don't like him at 11. They feel a little more comfortable at 14. That's how teams think. Like, there's no value in taking this guy 11, but we love him at 14 kind of stuff. Um, the other thing, I'm not going to – it's it's irresponsible to include names on this, but hearing um, – there's some discussion about uh, a trade that would just be white. And, uh, you know, trying to frame this appropriately, uh, it, it would involve a team jumping up from, you know – a place where you wouldn't think a, a, a place a team could come from to go up very early in the draft and trade a bunch of stuff to take a uh, a, a highly coveted prospect quarterback, and that's uh you know that's just kind of where that is. Uh, it would it would be a a pretty crazy uh, type of deal. Uh, I have been told that it is being discussed. Um, to the point where quarterback has to agree kind of thing. Um, you know, it's nuts to think about. It really is. Um, but this is the kind of stuff that you hear a week out, stuff that's being discussed. This one is huge. Uh, again, for whatever it's worth, um, it's out there. Uh, it would shake up the the foundations of the early part of, part of this draft. Um so that's kind of where it is. That's uh, you know, we're a week out. Um, I think we're going to start to get better information as the days go by about what te- how teams are kind of settling in on things. But I think that as as this sort of 
settles in and congeals. I think we're seeing offensive line push up the board a bit. Uh, There's safety in doing that. Um, you know, I think that uh, I could see both Young and Levis falling a touch. Uh, I don't know where Will Anderson is going to end up. I don't think that he's coveted around, you know, a bunch of NFL teams the way the media has him. But that doesn't mean that you know, all it takes is one. So, yeah, I mean, he can easily go two or three kind of thing. So that's uh, that's it. We're a week out. We'll uh, we'll continue to hit these. Um, you guys have a great one. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Woo! Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Yes! You've had enough of that shit.